Chris and Jonna here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This is episode number 69. All right. So guys, today we are going back, what, another interview for me? Yeah, you know, I'm just going to blindside you again with an article I found. And this has to be 30 minutes or less. Can we do it? Yeah. The chili's on the stove. And, the chili's you know. on the stove. And we feel bad because I know that a lot of people aren't commuting right now. And, and for especially us moms, that's like usually when you get to listen to something. And I'm sure it's hard to break one episode up into a couple parts. Even though we had people write into the show earlier on when the, and they're actually like, hey, why are your episodes only like 30 minutes? We want them to be longer. So now we're. We can't win. We're going to try to find the sweet spot, but. Neither here nor there. Let's roll. Neither here nor there. Okay, so I found another article, and I want to talk about it with my husband here on the spot. Chris doesn't know what the article's about. but nine minutes left. Here we go. (laughs) I want to take the the male perspective. So this blog is called wordfromthebird.blog. Word from the bird. And the article is called... Let me find what it's actually called. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Maybe. Okay. Okay, that's fine. We'll link it. My phone, yeah. Things you... For some reason, my phone's spazzing out. But basically, the article is four things uh, that you're unintentionally doing that ruins your husband. Things you should never say to your husband. No. Last time I'm going to say this. (laughs) Four ways you might be unintentionally destroying your man. Oh, so what do you think about that? Just off the title, Chris, I I don't have enough time to explain it. So stop. Don't do that. Cause that's giving me anxiety. I know that's true. Cause we have 28 minutes left. So, I just said, don't do that. <laughs> okay. So the reason I want to talk about this is because the key word here is unintentionally. Chris and I talk a lot about intentions behind our words and how we, he and I have come to a spot where we can pretty much blow off anything the other one says that might feel hurtful in the moment because we know our intentions. But not everybody is at that point. It took us a long time to get to that point. And I think for women, a lot of us um, can be oblivious to things that we are saying to our spouses that we think might be constructive or helpful or whatever. And because God made us so very different, um, and if you're not at a point where you talk very openly about things, then your husband might be getting hurt by these things and just not knowing how to communicate them. It's possible. It's possible. So I'm going to go through the four things that this author talks about, and I want to see what you think. Um, and I think you might have to reflect back a little bit, too, because you've you've changed. It's when you were a crappy wife? Was I ever? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, thanks. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. Um, so number one is not saying thank you. We she, would totally tell that Arizona story if we had more time. I was going to, but I thought you were going to count me down. So in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. People want to hear it. Go. So in Arizona, we were at this uh, resort. Uh, was it the Weston de la Paloma? I don't know. Yes. Paloma. Yeah. It's the, beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Amazing. Overlooks the the mountains and just freaking fantastic. So anyways. This is where the. Yes. I know. So, what? Yeah. The reason I'm telling this. Yes. Because yes, Chris just said. Okay. Bye. Or okay. Bye. We're ruining this all. Okay. Go. Listen. So there's a swim up bar. And we're on a trip without kids. And we're like. Cool. We're going to swim to this bar. We're going to have a drink. Because we just. 
got here without kids. So I don't think I need to explain that. Uh, we'd been there for a couple of days, seeing the same bartenders, getting our drinks. We were obviously, I think I was third, almost 30. You're like 28. So we don't look like babies by any means. And one day we go and we'd been at like working all day at this place and we go to get our drink. And this guy, he's like, ID. And I was like, oh, like, I was surprised he asked me for it because we had already been there for so many days. We already had, I think we already had a tab open and everything. And before I could even get my sentence out, I was like, Oh, I, and he's like, okay, thanks. Bye. Or something like, (laughs) something like that. Like no ID, no drink. Bye. Oh dude. So the reason I was mad mad. is because he was so rude. He He didn't even let me finish my sentence on why I was shocked that he was IDing me after three days of us. Having drinks Little there. did he know he'd get blasted on a podcast later on. <laughs> well, the only reason he got blasted is because then, then we went all the way back to our room to get our IDs. And when we came back down, somebody else served us. And he he went and made the drink. And we were, I mean, they were like $14 margaritas. Yeah, expensive. And he made it with straight pack mix. And he didn't know he was messing with a former server and bartender. Actually, at that time, I was a server and bartender. And I think he didn't know we went to get it. Yeah. The idea. So he made me like, I don't even think it had alcohol in it. Whatever. Anyways, I ended up I ended up being a Karen. I yeah. complained to management. So every time we try to like move something along, we're like, okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really long story yeah, that for was, that, but oh boy, we know, have twenty four minutes. Value. We're hurry, bringing hurry, hurry, hurry. to it. Okay. <laughs> so something that unintentionally unintentionally destroys the spouse, the husband, is when women don't say thank you. They don't show their appreciation for what you do. How does that make you feel? I think like any other human, uh, I think a lot of the times we are, I mean, we only know our own pain, you know? And so when, when people don't don't see what we do or see what we go through and stuff like that, uh, you can, you can certainly take it personally. And I think as a guy, as a provider, it's really easy to uh, get caught up in feeling like you're just a stork, you know? <laughs> pretty much you know <laughs> you just place the baby in right and- right so almost feeling like you uh you're just there to provide and then having that affirmed based on how someone doesn't i don't know um see what you're going through i think that's fair because i think that we fall we collectively all fall into this like, well, that's his role and this is my role. And I think we get so selfish and so caught up on like, what can you do to help me? Like, so Chris would be working like a 16 hour day. I'm at home with the kids. I'm overwhelmed. And all I'm thinking, I'm not thinking about how hard his day was. All I'm thinking about is what baton I'm going to pass off as soon as he walks through that door or walks downstairs. And so I know in the past and even sometimes now I, I get, uh, I can be guilty of not even thinking to say thank you because I'm just like, oh, you you appreciate me. I'm raising these kids, you know, and yeah. I think a lot of women do that. We only know our own pain. Like we're only thinking about ourselves. It It's it's even relative to when we're comparing ourselves to other people. It's like there could be there could be a couple who reached out to us. And says, oh, my gosh, like kids are so hard. Like we have two kids. You have no idea. We're like, yeah, we have four. And but yeah. but like people. People only know their own pain. People only know what they're going through because inherently we are selfish thinking of ourselves. So, yeah, you are exactly right. I, I could go through a 16-hour day and you wouldn't know that maybe a a big client who was paying me a lot of money per month canceled and that was a lot of stress on me on top of like, oh, I just had a yearly renewal of something and it cost me 
you know, $800 and then my account got a hold of me, you know, just so many things. And then I come home and, um, I'm like, take this baby and I'm, I fall on the couch and I'm exhausted and you're so upset with me. Not that I should be doing that, but you don't see my side. I don't see yours. So yeah, I think it's something super easy on both sides, not just the guy's side. Right. Uh, it's super easy to overlook what each of our individual struggles are. But why do you think this author, do you feel like men need, need the appreciation more? Or do you think it just depends on, dang, I keep hitting that. Do you think it just depends on the love language or do you think it's gender specific or is it just kind of like, I think everybody needs to be Honestly, appreciated. It prob- probably goes back just from a coaching perspective. It goes back to how people were conditioned. Like, right. so, so there are things that we see in our parents relationship and any relationship we saw before. And we, we kind of see how things were handled uh, and what the result was of that. So if I saw when I was younger, my dad was an entrepreneur and my mom was a stay at home mom and he would get frustrated with her for spending money and she would get frustrated with him for, you know, not, not being there cause he had to be at work and so all of those things. So I think it, it's, yeah, it's just how you're conditioned. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you. Go team. Okay. Number two, talk. Kidding. Bye. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> bye. Number two, talking to them as if they were a child. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, we've talked about this at, at the beginning of our marriage. I was in like teacher mode with you. Like I was like teaching you things about finances no, this is about and men. all that. This I know. About, oh, okay. I know. But then in the same aspect, it's really easy to be talking to kids all day on your end, right? And then not be able to kind of shift. And give me the level of respect I deserve as a human being who's not a kid. When I walk in, like, let's say all of our kids just left everything all over the floor. You're chasing them around, trying to pick things up. And then I walk in and I and I throw my hat and Mm -hmm. my coat on a chair. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what the freaking heck, dude? Put your stuff away. And you treat me like a kid. Don't act like a kid. I won't treat you. Even though I shouldn't be there. But again, yeah, it's 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 almost like it's almost like in a perfect world. We would know exactly when our spouse was coming home. The kids would just zip it for about three minutes so mm-hmm. we could gather ourselves and think like, hmm, what has John gone through today? What has Chris gone through today? How can I, how can I, you know, lighten that burden and how can I lighten that burden on her end? In a perfect world, that's how it would work, but instead, kids never give you a break. No, but you know what? I think that's a good, I think that's a good tip of something that we could try to focus on is because even if like we're talking about this, I'm having aha moments of times that I'm still not caring, not think, not that I don't care, but not thinking about what your day looks like and what you're going through and just thinking about when can I get a break? When can I get help? And so I think that's a good tip for everybody to kind of think maybe if we just take a moment and think, okay, how can I make sure my spouse feels appreciated when they walk through the door? How can I make sure I can just pause and not just first think about what I need? Because that's hard not to do. It's really hard. And I don't think I'm a selfish person, but th- I realize that I do do that a lot. Well, especially when you're seeking the relief. Yeah. When you're seeking the relief, it's like you're just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then obviously... Yeah, nothing's worse when you yeah. tell me you're going to be done at 5 and I'm like watching the clock till 5 and then it hits 5.01. I'm like, son of a gun. We call it feral time around here. Oh, I can't I'll tell John. I'll like, I hate minutes, it. I, I hate it when you email. Oh, it makes and me so mad. I'm like, I would me. rather you tell me an hour and be down in in 20 than, can, than tell you me. You can usually 10x any time I give you. I know. You. It makes me yeah. so crazy. I know. But I, I, I lose myself in what I'm doing. But 
I it's just, true. I just yeah. started wrapping Eminem in my head. Um, okay, so <laughs> you <better laughs> this you knew what I was talking about. What mom so this point wait, was wait, wait, wait. Say that one line. The mom's shirt one. No, mom's spaghetti. Mom's wait, spaghetti. Sweat on it. <laughs> Stop! Don't try it right now. Mom's spaghetti. On no, 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 no! Please don't. You're so white. So Stop! White. Stop! Oh, white people. Okay, listen. I want to say something. <laughs> I played about that this song point, all the time though. at my You've classes too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I love that song. <laughs> okay, I want to go back to this point because I think, like when you're talking about being conditioned, I think not just our own parents, but in general, like if you watch any, <laughs> listen to me. Stop <laughs> rapping in your I'm head. Just thinking about, I said all that backwards. <laughs> I know. So when people listen to this, they're gonna be like, did, did he just say sweater on his mom's spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> you should not have called attention to it again. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna edit this. Okay, listen. <laughs> I'm saying, let me talk. Sorry. Sitcoms and and anything that you see, social media, whatever. I feel like it's very common tr- to tag a woman's trait. Like women are naggers. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's and. a very common thing. <laughs> yeah. To say, like I'm saying, like I feel like that's been put on us. Like we nag, and then. But the funny thing is, and now I guess I will take that back because I'm gonna say. Uh, you if preach. you didn't, you better preach. No, if you no, you don't even say. If you would listen, I'm gonna say it after the first you time. I wouldn't have to nag you. Okay, okay. and then there. Well, let's let's think of it this way. You better preach. This is interesting. So you're right. It's like the media, the TV shows you watch, all that stuff, almost forced this narrative on. Like, okay, mom is the person who's like, pick up after yourself, blah blah blah. Right? I have to take care the of this. Dad's house. the big and kid. Dad and yeah, and dad's this big goofy ogre. <laughs> who is like an Lena, idiot. Lena does right? call you the giant. I know. But but dad is like this big goofy ogre, like an idiot. So you watch all the Disney Channel movies and stuff. Dad was just like an idiot. He like never knew what was happening. And and I think I think it's easy for you guys to treat us like a kid uh, when you don't give us credit for how freaking smart we really are. Right. <laughs> well, when you're in dang it. When you're in your box, you can't. Oh, the thing the is, don't don't. They My already know box. if they've ever listened. They already know. The Women, thing. The thing is. Like the thing is. Like the thing is. <laughs> there's some tasks. I think we're just so used to multitasking so well, and then there's some tasks we ask you to do, and we're just like, oh my gosh, I've got to give you all the instructions as if you're a child. I have to remind you okay. as if you're Are a you child. Ready? I'm about to blow your mind. No. wait. I'm about to blow your mind. <laughs> The reason you can multitask, first of all, multitasking no, is not a thing. Hang on, on hang whole trip. just really quick. Multitasking is not a real thing because you can cognitively only do one thing at a time. Now, multitasking physically is a real thing, right? Right. So you can physically, you know, take your right hand and put laundry away as you're wiping down the table. Okay, fine. <laughs> I just <laughs> right? started singing to right? take your right hand. I'm just can. saying you can physically do that. But you have to remember since multitasking is a one-dimensional cognitive thing when I walk in and I'm thinking about everything that's happening in business and all that stuff, forgive me for not being able to multitask and think of the next thing you're trying to tell me, especially right. because it's usually something you just like burning to tell me that you haven't been able to talk to an adult all day. It's usually, no, this it's usually is not referring like a to like, productive step. No, but that's not when I talk to you like a kid. This is, per- this is pertaining to like asking you to do things like, yes, pick up after yourself or like the author of this, blog she said men hate it when we act like they're moms but they're sometimes pathetically helpless when it comes to things like laundry or food it's true though you guys i mean chris dear remember that day you're like i'm gonna take care of dinner i just had the baby 
You're like, I'm gonna make dinner. I was no, like, okay. I don't and it took like two hours to make like frozen I'm not, turkey burgers. I'm not good at timing. Uh, I'm just not good at timing meals. That's why you said you're pathetically we, helpless with it. We can be, but that but that's because we but that's because we put so much cognitive effort into other things. Right. We're in so, our one box. Okay, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think women nag. But I think the whole point and what this author is trying to say is we shouldn't talk to you in a degrading manner, like boss you like you're our child. Right? Does that destroy you? Do you hate that? Is that uncomfortable as a man? Say that again. I spaced off thinking about our next I can't stand person you. I wanted to ask to be a guest on our show. I can't stand you. Literally, I just thought of somebody. I know. I, like, I watched oh, your we need eyes. We to ask him to be on our show. I just glazed away. You like sorry. started looking really intently. I was like, you're really <laughs> focused sorry, in on this sorry, point. Sorry. <laughs> okay, ask me that again. <laughs> I think I look because you put a time limit on us. We're we're having a hard time doing this. I know. <laughs> I was saying. I think the whole thing that the author is saying here is that we should not talk to you in a degrading manner as if you're a child, like bossing you in yes. that fashion. Does that break you down? Does that unintentionally on the woman's part, does that hurt your relationship, your manhood, your pride, whatever? Yeah, of course. No one wants to be talked to like that, period. I, period. 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 <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, seriously. Any, any, Okay, well, we'll put it this way, right? We all have negative mind chatter in our head. Whatever's happening at work. Okay, so let's go one opposite to the next, right? So there's me who it's like I'm an entrepreneur and I'm trying to make ends meet for my family and excel and impact people and all these different things. And I have purpose in what I'm doing, but there's still a heck of a lot of stress all the way down to someone who's just like, this is my nine to five. I hate my job. I have no purpose. I feel like crap, blah, 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 blah. Right. So there's two major opposite ends of the spectrum, but still it's things that are taxing you emotionally. So then when you walk in the door and your wife talks to you like you're six years old, then you then you do feel a little bit like, wow, this sucks. You know, like Like degraded. Not only do I feel like I can't manage or provide the way I need to or or fight my fears in entrepreneurship, but now being treated like a six-year-old on the other end of the spectrum. Not only do I feel like I'm not taking enough risks in in life or not having enough purpose in my job or excelling as a husband, now I'm being talked to like a six-year-old. That's a perfect segue into the next point that she makes, but I do first want to say, I know you don't, it's a good segue, but I do want to first say from the female perspective, even though we're talking about you, I think that it's easy for us to feel that way, especially me like as a stay-at-home mom, because when you, when you're not really like that anymore, but when you were, you're not controlling, but you still dictate our time because you're the one who makes the job that has the money that makes the money. So I, I'm trying to figure out if this makes sense. So all day long, I'm at all of the kids beck and call and all day long, I'm beating myself up for what I'm not getting done. The clothes, the laundry, the dishes, the the house, the homeschool, the kids' behavior, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I, th- I I feel that because I think that's why I'm more sensitive to, to your controlling of the time. Like not, not controlling in a controlling manner, but you know what I mean? Like nothing's ever my on my time or my... It's true. Whatever. I know. I was thinking about that. But, Maybe that wasn't relevant to the what well, you were talking it, about. If I hit this mic stand one it's more okay. time. okay. It is. Well, you're holding a baby. So I'll give you a... Uh, it used to be my belly. Now ass, it's the baby. Right? Well, it's it's still him, right? <laughs> true. <laughs> Regardless, it was him hitting the mic and, and now. Uh, so, no. 
you're right. But I also think there's probably plenty of women out there that are, that are uh, able to, able to take advantage of that time because it might be a strength of theirs, right? So my strength would be time management and the organization around those things. Um, and so I think that's why it dominates our lives because it's my strength. So I'm sure there's plenty of spouses out there where it's like, this is the one person's strength. So that's, sure. that's like where we all automatically just, we always lean that way. So I think it's just a matter of the only reason that I take over in those instances is because it's my strength. True. If that, does that make sense? I don't know. I had a, maybe, maybe there was not. a reason I was making that point and then it kind of, anyways. We'll come back. Go to number three. Uh, number three, criticize or tell them how they need to be better. Does that destroy you? Uh, it depends on who you are. So, I mean, if you're just constantly drowning in self limiting beliefs and negative self-talk and then you get that it's just like i mean sometimes it's the nail in the coffin or the straw that breaks the camel's back but then again but then again and we've talked about this before i I think there's a healthy level of criticism because sometimes we give ourselves too much grace yeah but not everybody's super teachable it takes a lot to be to be a teachable yeah teachable that's something i've always admired about you you're very teachable i think for the most part constructive criticism though constructive criticism is okay right but but complaining about something with no solution is like you're wasting your breath so I want to tell you what she so what she said. She's like, as women, we intend to help, but sometimes the help can come across as you're not good enough. Uh, she said, so what do we do when they need your help but they don't know how to do it themselves? Blah 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 blah. Okay, let's let's put our coaching hats on for a second. So let's say there's something. Oh, okay, so let's say that. Let's say that there's something that. Okay, if you came to me and said, "Hey, I'm going to." work now and be the breadwinner and go (laughs) make the money now thinking about it right so if you came to me and said that right yeah it would be a hit to my confidence my psyche all that stuff that's not really criticizing you though are are you saying if i was like hey you're not doing it so i'm going to i thought i thought you were insinuating like ask like helping helping your spouse and them no she's saying uh, telling them they need to be better like if they're doing things that that the wife does not like or you know like you're not a good enough dad you're not a good enough husband you're not good enough at what you're doing you're maybe they're not saying that but like you need to do better at this you need to do this just constantly criticizing them telling them what to do being critical of everything i think is what she means yeah i think it messes up a lot of people and the solution to not making people feel like that is kind of reframing the way you say things so right. we've talked about in prior episodes uh, where we were kind of talking about you can't argue with feelings, right? So if you came at me and you were like, look, you this, you that, you this, you that, you're not this, you're not this, blah, 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 right? That probably wouldn't work. Right. If you came at Use me. your I statements. Yeah. If you came at me with, look, I feel this, I feel that, I feel, you know, we could be doing better as a couple, like, bringing yourself into the equation and all that stuff, then I think it becomes a much easier conversation for a lot of people. But I inherently as humans, right, we are going to 
criticize. It's what we do. It's not okay, but if we want a response, yeah, we, we have to kind of reframe the way we say it. Another way is, uh, I think it was a Brene Brown thing. She talked about uh, going to your spouse and saying, the story I'm telling myself. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I do, too. And we've done that before where I've been quick to want to say to Chris, well, you did this and it made me feel this way and blah, 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 blah. And you always do this and you always That's act like this. That's a super good way to reframe it. Yeah. And instead of been like, the story I'm telling myself is you feel this way about me and I need to know if that's right. You've done that recently. And I? it actually does help a whole lot because if you come to, that's actually a perfect example. Because Thank you. If, if you come to me and you say something like, I feel like, I feel I feel like you don't want to spend time with me or, or instead you've in the past said like the story I'm telling myself is you don't have a desire to be affectionate or spend time with me right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh babe, you know, but in the other way is a little bit of an attack. Like what? Come on. Like you never Why spend you time that? with me. You don't right, even want right, to spend right. time with me. You don't love yes. me. Let's, let's go back to freaking high school any of the guys you know, and some of the women you remember, you probably did this because it's usually on the female's part, but you'll make comments like, you don't want to be with me <laughs> or, or you're just going to move on from me. Blah, 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 blah. Like I, you Oh dude, like I would drop a chick so fast. Would you? School. I'm serious. Like that stuff annoys me so much, but there's insecurity. We have to be, um, well, if you're already married to uh, the person, you got to be sensitive to it. Yes, not, yes, yeah, yes. Like, peace out. But yeah. it's, a, it's a lot easier to right. say what you said. Like, I, I love the that. Story the story I'm telling myself is that you don't want to spend time with me. Right. Yeah. And then Isn't it, that funny? Because you're oh, saying the so same thing, but the way you say it makes such a difference. Yeah. Words matter. Okay, how about this? Yeah, Let, how about this, Chris? Let's say... Did you have coffee today? I didn't, but let's say... This morning. Let's say you were going to have a conversation with somebody who was who was insecure and like not not like being being prideful they're insecure they're kind of closed off or whatever again there's a few different ways to go at it but i think what you said if you're just like look the story i'm telling myself is that you don't want to grow or you or or you know we won't no the story whatever. the story XYZ. i'm telling myself is that our relationship isn't worth working on or growing oh, I like, towards. See, yeah. you're on fire. I'm on yeah, fire. Yeah, I think that would be That's a better good. way to say that. Like That's the story good. I'm telling myself is that you don't see enough value in our relationship to work towards Ooh, growing it. Okay. Okay. No, that's solid. You you think you can do this on your own? Be, truly, that's really good because people because you have to have that conversation, but it's almost like you're giving them the permission to throw it back on you, even though you are manipulating a little bit by, by knowing how you're saying it, but you're giving them permission to not get offended and be like, Oh, well, you're just telling yourself that story, <laughs> but <laughs> right. they're very likely not going to do that. They're going to address it and not feel attacked. I like it. That's nice. It's the good. language is important because it even, is. isn't it, uh, was it the pastor who told us that, uh, they, we're taught to never say you, 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 that you're supposed to say like we mm -hmm. and I and not use yes. like accusatory language. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. Well, like life is full of sales, right? <laughs> like sales is all about delivery. 
Like there are a lot of different ways you can screw something up, you know, but you can say the same thing in like eight different ways and you can just make it like a lot softer. And yeah, it, it's almost like when you, when you reframe things, say things a different way, you can still get the outcome you're looking for without risking, you know, risking someone not receiving it well. So you mean I'd be like, hey, Chris, I need you to take me on. We're going to go on a date, coffee or dinner. I need is not a good one. I know. Don't. I I thought too fast. Don't. don't, don't I'm like, Chris, I we're need. going on a date, coffee or dinner. Babe, the story I'm telling myself <laughs> is that you don't want to go on a date with me. No, that that's too attacking. The story I'm telling myself is that. You don't mind not taking no, me on dates. not you. That oh, we're not. See, I'm already messing this up. We're not doing enough. That no, because that is we, no. Let's just move on. We, we should we should come up with a solution to this. I think it's good, but I like the way you said that because thank you. It's true. The story I'm telling myself is a good way to approach anything. Agreed. I like it. Thank you. We have 90 seconds. Go. Okay. Go. <laughs> Number four. Not put your trust in their abilities. When you're, whenever you don't trust your spouse's abilities, you're not putting your trust in them. So, like, I probably would be like this if you were uh, trying to build something. <laughs> I would, I would have a hard time putting my trust in you doing that, and I would want to hire it out. A lot of men. That, that's you're why different. she takes a picture of me every time I'm building something. She takes a picture of me. She's like, "Oh, I like when you have a drill." Dude, when you like have a drill in your drill. hand, I'm like, "Oh." Okay. It's like a it's like a new character here in the house. Um No, but seriously, I can I we don't struggle with that part, but I know there's a lot of men who would rather do something on their own and their and then the wife hires it out because they don't have trust in their ability and oh, that's super offensive. Day, so you're different. I know a lot hire of people would be like super, super day. offended because they're like, Whoa, I'm the man, I'm supposed to do this. That's Chris is like hire. Hired it out, out subcontracting all day. All day, I will hire out. Okay, but so not in fixing things, but what's something where if I didn't put my trust in your abilities? Well, I guess with what we're doing. Technically, I have 10 seconds, but okay. We'll finish this one up. Buy us a coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Buymecoffee.com slash GWM. Anyways, no, really though, um, what, what can we relate that to? I mean, in your work, like if I didn't, if I didn't have faith, you could support us. That would probably be hard on you, right? Because yeah. a lot of men find their identity in being in their job and being the provider. Well, and- let's be real. If I would have, when I opened up the business, Lola was just born. I brought you home from work. If we would have failed and we and we would have been in a terrible financial spot all years of our marriage, all the way up to this point, you'd have zero confidence that I could take care of us. But Obviously, you know, I've been able to in the past. And so, you know that I will in the future, even though, you know, entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. But But if I didn't put my trust in you and your abilities to do that, if you knew that I doubted you could do this, wouldn't it be that much harder? Oh, yeah, it'd be super hard. (laughs) Right. I can see. I feel like out of all four of those, that's the one that's most detrimental to a man. Is when the wife belief doesn't believe in them, support them, belief. trust that they can do yeah. it. Yeah, and then and then there's the other element of, uh, like, let's say somebody is like, oh, I've wanted to start a business or a side hobby or something that would make me money or do whatever, and the wife is instead she's trying to protect 
him and she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, let's not do it type of thing. He takes that as she doesn't believe in me. Right. But really, you're just trying to protect him or her. Right. Uh, and so ultimately, it does kill your confidence. Yeah. And that happens a ton. Trust me. On like dad groups and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Guys would post like, oh, I want to start this. And my wife's just like, no, don't do it. But the truth is, and I know this is an entrepreneur who's read a ton of books on business and stuff like that, that the people that are closest to you are the people who are looking out for your best interest. It comes off like unbelief, but truly they're trying to help you, um, you know, with a less risky decision. But sometimes you have to go against those people, not really your spouse, but sometimes you have to go against, you know, your mom, your dad, your, your best friend, all those people, because they don't realize what you're capable of. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it'd be a slippery slope to say to go against your spouse, but I no, feel like way too much stress, but, but on the flip side, I also would encourage any spouse who is discouraging their um, significant other from following something that they're truly passionate about. I mean, I think there's probably a, a healthy, a healthy balance because I can see there's I've seen in parent mom groups, dad groups, that kind of stuff. I've seen some crazy like hobbies that guys are like, yeah, I'm going to take this and I'm going to make a business. And there's no business plan behind it. And there's definitely yeah. not financial security in right. that field or whatever, but right. I don't know. There's a lot of scenarios we could go there, but there are. it makes sense that if somebody doesn't believe in you, that would, that would kill your, yeah, it's huge. Kill your vibe. It's huge because, uh, you know, us as human beings, I feel like we already have enough negative mind chatter in our heads. Why Why do we need anybody else to add to that, right? Your spouse should be the one who you can tell those things to. Your spouse should be mm-hmm. your person. But again, it's how they were conditioned, right? Right. If they were conditioned with parents who had like a very – very straight edge, straightforward life. And they were just like, okay, cool. You have retirement and you know, you're doing this and that and that, and you have all the security and certainty you need, then that's going to be hard, right? That's going to be a hard conversation opposed to like, let's say like, it's not as big of a deal to you that I'm an entrepreneur because your dad was an entrepreneur at one time. Right. Right. So you kind of experienced that life a little bit too. Right. Uh, Opposed to if your parents would have worked the standard nine to five, it would have been a little harder for yeah, they both worked decision. weird jobs because my mom was a nurse, but right. she worked two twelves a week. So they were home with us a lot. I was used mm-hmm. to kind of how what we're doing right now, like we're home with the kids a lot and stuff. It's true. Yeah. Never thought about that. Which is why it's harder to get <laughs> business moving. <laughs> but, you know, it I is think we're out of time. The chili's probably burning. Yeah, we're at 34 minutes. So uh, that's what, it. <laughs> to wrap that up in a pretty bow, four things that you might unintentionally be doing to hurt your husband, but probably your wife too, if you're doing these things, not saying thank you. What was number two? Don't you have it on your phone? Right yeah, there? but I put it away. Not saying thank you. Don't, you read this talking to, to them like a child. Real time. Yeah. Yeah. Talking to them, not saying thank you, talking to them like a child, not believing in them. And what was the other one? Where's not believing one? in them was number four. Right. Hold on. What? I don't know how I forget stuff that fast. My brain hurts. It's fine. Well, can't you remember? You told them to me like, nah, dude, I, I half listen to you all the time. Like what I'm makes you think jealous. I was going <laughs> to. My phone keeps tripping out when I try to pull the article. up. That's sad. Well, that sucks. The four things that we wanted to tell you. Oh yeah. You have a totally white screen. What about that? Yeah. I think, uh, I think that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. You know what? I just realized why our episodes are longer. I feel like we can give more value when they're longer. We have to be so like, I don't know. Oh, criticize short. them and tell them they need to be better. 
yeah, criticizing him and telling him to be better. That's I mean, they all go hand in hand. Right? I think that's why it was hard for me to remember exactly which one is which because they all go hand in hand. They do all go hand in hand. I think the I, I think the point is we have to remember, like we said in the first one, it all comes back to that. It's we have to remember what the other one's going through. We have to realize like if we're one, we are in a marriage together, we are going through this crazy life together. Like, you have your stress when you wake up. You know, you wake up in a way different spot than me. I wake up like, okay, here we go. I'm gonna get outside, go on my run, do this, do that, all organized. You're gonna wake up with like, okay, how long do I have before the kids wake up and you know how exhausted you are or how 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 sore your body is from, okay, I did a workout and now I feel this type of way. And you know, all the emotional things that happen, the mom guilt, like there's a lot you're going to go through in the first hour of the day that I might not. Right. But then you right. probably don't wake up with the same like list of things to do exactly what I have to do that it involve a lot of like outside self-promotion, you know, fear, doubt, all those things. So yeah, it's just a different dynamic. We all have our struggles. Moral of the story is, Words matter. Words do. Think about how you're phrasing things to your spouse and try to put yourself in their shoes. Instead of thinking about what can they do for you, how can they be better for you, just just try to go for a whole week and, and put your spouse first. Think about what I'll look forward to that need. this week, John. No, you're, I'm saying you should put your spouse <laughs> right now. <laughs> I know. I just put myself out there. Well, I don't know when this is airing, so this might not happen this week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just make sure we do it on that one day. All right, we're 37 minutes. How do we do this? We talk too much. Guys. My goodness. If this episode brought you some value, if you want to share it with uh, your spouse. And, um, yeah, those of you who continue to buy us coffees, we can't thank you enough. Uh, buymeacoffee.com slash G-Y-G-Y-M. It does buy us coffee, but it really does also help us with things like production. Um, podcast production is not cheap or free. And we love you all, and we love what we do, and we hope we can keep on doing it. Yep. All right. Talk to you guys. Okay, thanks. Bye. (laughs) 